0: The following contains explicit language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Sober Sense Podcast. Making sense of sobriety by sharing our experience, motivation, and insight. Whether you're active in recovery, sober curious, or just looking for some personal growth content, you've come to the right place. So let's get to it with your hosts, Todd, Brent, and Jonathan.
1: Hey, and thanks for joining us on the Sober Sense podcast. This episode is presented commercial free by the Rule 62 Foundation, a nonprofit empowering people to build happy, healthy, and fulfilling lives in addiction recovery through life building programs and sober social events. If you're struggling with addiction, know someone who is or want to make a donation, visit r62foundation.org for details. That's r62foundation.org. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. I always laugh because if someone listened to like three or four episodes in a row and they hear us say at the beginning of everyone "feels so good, good to be, to be back,", back. Yeah. but the reality is, it's been like a month and a half. When's the last time Has we it been that long? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, when's the last time you remember? I uh, no, I don't. Yeah, me neither. I don't. I don't. Me neither. But we're back from Lake Powell. We are.
0: We're that... back from Lake Powell. Well, you know, at the wedding. Then the Lake Powell. Oh wait, the wedding, the honeymoon, then Lake Powell. So it's been uh, your wedding, th- right? Your, your right. wedding. Yeah. For- so the last three weeks have been
1: for those out there who don't know. Todd took the what is it? Took the leap. Took the plunge. I, I married up. Mar- married, up. <laughs> married up. Yeah,
0: she is incredible. Yeah, uh, she is. She's she's just you know. Again, you know, that's God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself, man. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, it's really you know. God working in in my life you know uh we were born to be to get you know since the day we were born we were meant for this moment you know she's just an incredible woman you know she's definitely the brains of the operation you know she is a doctor and i love that she's smarter than me
1: you know do do you feel different
0: actually yeah really yeah yeah you know it was kind of this um feeling of uh you know, I got to take care of this girl forever, you know, and uh, it just felt different, you
1: know? What? No, I mean, I guess I mean, like, do you personally feel different a- aside from just like, you got to take care of this girl forever? Like, is there, I don't know, you know, like- no, it's,
0: honestly, so, you know, we had the, you were at the wedding. It was a fucking epic, man. It was beautiful. It was unbelievable. Couldn't have scripted it any better. It blew away our expectations. I mean,
1: the beach backdrop was where it's
0: at. That 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 was gorgeous. That sunset was just off the charts, you know. Uh, The honeymoon was, you know, totally uh, unexpected and uh, blew us away, blew our expectations away. Because you guys
1: were Catalina.
0: Correct. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, it was just off the chart. But honestly, it's, you know, it's... uh, consequences you know it's just consequences of the life i've been living and uh um i'm stoked about it i'm fucking stoked
1: so it went i, I mean it actually started a little bit further back than that because we did the area 51 bachelor party correct yeah so drove out yeah. to area 51 and then had the uh wedding and then the honeymoon and then it culminated with lake, lake powell. powell yes yeah. it's
0: went literally got back from the uh Honeymoon on Wednesday, and we left for Lake Powell on Friday.
1: And so when we're talking about Lake Powell, this is our annual sober adventure. This was the 2023 Lake Powell sober adventure, uh, the fifth time that we've done it. And I mean, for me, this was the best. Hands down, no
0: question about, you know, the you know, uh 28 people you know, was super sick having so many people, but at the same time kind of nerve-wracking. But you know. The boats we got, you know, to be able to pick up that last boat on the on the day we're leaving, it was you know just a miracle.
1: We got a we got a third houseboat, so we had rented two houseboats, a ski boat, and two jet skis. And then right as we were checking in, Todd looks over and he's like, I think we need a third houseboat. Well, and obviously I'm in for that. Okay. And so we asked the guy there, uh, he had one available. And so we took off the Which next was day with three Which was mind houseboats. boggling that yeah. they had
0: one available because I had checked maybe a month before, two months before, you know, cause I was, you know, starting to get nervous and there was nothing available. So I was like, Oh, okay, cool. That solved that problem. And I think know? that
1: one of those like behind the scenes things that, that, Gets lost a lot of times, and I know for me in the past, where I just got to roll up on Sunday night or Monday morning, hop on the boat and go it 's easy to lose sight of all the back end planning and all the hard work that goes into it literally throughout the entire, entire year, year. Yep. so we just wrapped up that trip we 're already planning for next year, correct because it 's a year long planning process yeah, it's
0: funny. I was just drafting the email to John, the new manager down at at the marina. Uh, just drafting the email today to get, uh, the four boats for next year
1: and, uh, you know, start nailing it down for next year already. So when I'm looking back at the trip, there are some key moments that come to mind. And so for this episode today, I wanted you and I to just reflect a little bit on some of the moments that, that stand out because, when we talk about, as the, as the Rule 62 Foundation hosting sober social events, it, while they're ridiculously fun, there's no way around that, it's not all just like, hey, let's take a vacation, everyone, right? These trips are free. So we had 28 people who went for free to Lake Powell. They got to use all the toys. They got, you know... Crew, uh, taxied around on the houseboats, fed, fed games, all, everything, fireworks, all that stuff. That's all free. Damn. And so the point isn't like, hey, let's take 28 people who need a vacation and get them out. to <laughs> like, no, like, it, there's such a bigger purpose than that. It, it goes so much more beyond that. And there are a couple of standout moments in my mind that really highlight that deeper purpose that is behind the sober social events that we do. And so I want to bring up a couple of mine. If you've got any along the way, as I go through, let me know. I think I'm probably going to touch on some of the ones you would have touched on.
0: The first night around the fire.
1: So my first key takeaway is that everyone has a story. Yeah. I took the first night that we were there the first day that we were now the first night because the first day that we were there was uh, the day it was the Saturday and we're trying to God trying to get all the like it's like herding cats man getting all these people on the same page and we're
0: on land still
1: is we, the thing we're not, we not even don't have the boat we're not even <laughs> close to the boats right, yet we're right. still on land. Trying to get the hotel figured out and lunch and questions and all, dude, it the is campsite. A, the camp campsite. Get
0: the hookups. Yeah. It is
1: a ton of work managing that back end piece. But when we finally got out on the lake and when we you know anchored the boats down, the dust settled on that. It was nighttime and we had the bonfire going and then we had our first meeting that night and we went around and it was the first time really everyone got to introduce themselves, share a little about themselves. And in that moment, that was hands down the best meeting, the best feeling, the best like just so much positivity and so much good came from that. But I went to bed that night thinking, holy shit, man. Everyone has a story. Everyone's fighting a battle that I have no fucking idea about. And I need to do a better job of giving people the benefit of the doubt. Uh
0: Yeah, good one. Yeah, you know, it's funny because... Up until, you know, because the first night for me too, you know, all the work that we did up until that, you know, because we basically left Friday night and we drove all through the night, you know, get there Saturday and we're setting up camp and dealing with the hotels and this and that. And then uh, Sunday we go get the boats and, you know, people are coming in. We're trying to herd the cats and have to do all the grocery shopping, get all the food on the boats, get everybody's gear on the boats. Oh, that's one thing I didn't take into account, by the way. Is I was counting bodies, and this goes with taking the motor home out there too. I didn't take into account all the luggage that they would have with them. Well, I didn't consider it, and it was just like all the camping gear, right? Exactly, their tents, their pillows, yeah. uh Then their you know their toiletries, their clothes, and I didn't take it into account. And, it, and it's not like what are you doing? It was like
1: oh shit, I screwed up. No, see. I- When I went and picked up our guy to bring him uh, to the RV on Friday night and I roll up and he's standing there with all his bags and stuff, I was thinking, what the fuck are you doing? uh, Right. Exactly. Where Uh, are we going? But then when he broke it down and was like, yeah, no, these are my clothes this is my sleeping bag. I need two of them. Cause I'm going to be sleeping on the ground. Here's my tent. Uh-huh. This is my, this. And I went, Oh shit, dude. Yeah. We Everyone's got 28 people with
0: that. You know, <laughs> yeah.
1: we were just yeah. packed
0: in the yeah. motorhome. All the trucks were packed, yeah. you know, cause I didn't take it in. Me so, neither. But you know, what well, was great. It was a lesson to be learned, you know? Yeah. So dealing with all that stuff on Saturday, then on Sunday, loading the boats up, people coming in, trying to, Oh, well, you could s- stay the night here. Will you, will you guys camp up here? And, and but what i liked is you know that hard uh line of we're leaving at at sunrise you know this we are leaving at sunrise and when we got out the my first moment of uh i could take a breath is when all the boats were out on the water and we were watching the sun rise you know and i was just like
1: fuck yeah and then that shit came to a screeching halt
0: Halt. (laughs) within minutes when somebody beached one of the boats
1: on a rock one of the (laughs) houseboats hit a shallow rock that they didn't see and got stuck got stuck (laughs) uh but that's exactly how it was supposed to go right like we needed a challenge right away Uh, but i think it was also a good example of what's to come for the new people because we had you know the bulk of people had been on the strip in the past but we also had a Good amount of good new people. Good grip of new people, yeah. Who needed to see, oh shit, we're not going to shut the trip down, right? It's just uh-huh. kind of like, have the uh-huh. ski boat go back, tow them out, so, let's yep, figure this let's shit deal out. deal with it. Because yeah? we're, we're going, we're still going. But
0: when we, so we get everybody out, we find the perfect beach. We could not have found a better beach to fit all three boats, the ski boats, jet skis, and it was flat for the tents and everything. Could not have found a better campsite, which was, you know... Again, you know, just all the seamless uh, transition from land to to the campsite. And then, you know, getting everything unloaded, everybody getting their tents up. And when we sat around that fire, it was like, okay, we're done. Because we're out in the middle of fucking nowhere. No cell service. You know, we are isolated. There's no, you know, there's no walking home from this point you are trapped. You are fucking stuck with us for four days, man. And that's when I was just like, okay, everyone's here. This is it. This is the group, you know, and, uh, being around that fire and hearing one of the attendees say that he's got three days sober and man, all that hard work, all of that stress, all of that anxiety, all of that shit that at that exact moment, I'm like, totally worth that that's why we did it for this moment and it was for that moment uh that man just man warmed my heart i know he wasn't pretty warm but you know it just warmed my heart and uh and it was just all gravy
1: from there man and when he shared that and that's where i you know came up with uh everyone has a story uh takeaway because So I was in charge of communicating, of managing the new people, of trying to figure out and organize rides out there, the meetup points, the, you know, the logistics, uh, like all of that stuff. And so I'm dealing with individuals who have questions, understandably, and a lot of them were actually good questions. Some of them, not so much, but it got to the point where when we were at like three or four days out. I'm just like, you know, kind of over it, like, bro, we're three days out. We're going with what we're going with, right? You know, like at a certain point, we just got to accept the fact that the ball's rolling and we'll figure it out as we go. And so in my mind, as I'm meeting these people, I'm like, ah, yeah, you're the X, Y, Z. Oh, yeah, you're the this question. Yeah, Cause there's oh, all, yeah. all the emails yeah. up to there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And a couple phone calls, but yeah, for the most part. And so when I heard, when I went through and we went around the group and everybody was sharing and they talked about their sobriety date and they talked about what it meant to be there. And they talked about the challenges that they had to overcome to even get the time off or, you know, the decision to get out there or writing with a stranger eight hours to uh, make it yeah, out there. Yeah. Uh, man, I sat back and had to do a real you know, personal inventory and be like, bro, so when you're emailing these people, you have no fucking clue what they're going through. Yep, you have yep. absolutely no idea. And that is the judgmental side of me that is super prominent a lot. You know, like I'll be the first to admit that I am quick to judge and I'm quick to be impatient. But that moment around the campfire, I was so grateful for it because it happened that first night. And I was able to sit back and then say, I got to appreciate these people and their stories. And, and, and what it
0: took to get there. And for what them. it took to get there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That rolled into, uh, you know, the cliche, the popular AA saying, but was a theme of the event for me, principles, not personalities.
0: (laughs) When you got 28
1: people. Oh, man. You got a lot lot (laughs) of personalities (laughs) and it's fucking hard to deal with at times. And not only for me personally dealing with the 27 other personalities, but then watching those personalities interact right, with each other right, right. and I could just, and just see sitting
0: back and going, well, let's see how it turns oh, out. Like, <laughs> I
1: see this bubbling over yeah, here. Yeah, like yeah, how yeah. long is that going to last until it boils over? But, and, and I had to catch myself. And again, a big part of this trip is just having to deal with yourself because like you said, we got nowhere to go. We're stuck with each other. And so if someone's rubbing you the wrong way, if you have an issue, you got to squash that quickly Cause you're there for three, four days and it's just going to fester. Like you got to address that shit either internally or head on because it's only going to get worse. And so I had to remember, I had to check myself many times to where, if someone had a question or a request and I, out of spite because I'm annoyed, want to say no or want to say let them figure the fuck out, that is not I, – I need principles over personalities. Oh, yeah. It's not about this person. It's not about their personality. It's not about how I feel about them. It's about us representing Rule 62 Foundation, us playing hosts, us having invited these people, and me out of principle – need to do the right thing Dang, at all times yeah, yeah. throughout this entire trip. Oh, yeah. And so that, you know, magnify or taking a step back and having that permeate into my life in general, I could do a better job of that all day, every day. And so that's where these these instances and these experiences on the trip are just microcosms of shit that I go through on a day-to-day basis but because we're out there in the middle of nowhere there's a magnifying glass on it <laughs> and right, I get to correct. see real clearly correct. my character defects come into the surface
0: correct and 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 at the same time we you know I know you saw the same you know that it, it's it's hard for some people to be around other people yes you know People, some people don't like being around other people. They're solitary and, and you throw them in an environment like this and, and they're out of their comfort zone. And I think uh, uh, many of the people there were out of their comfort zone. And, and it was really cool to watch over the four days to see that comfort zone become comfortable, you know, the uncomfortable zone become comfortable and uh, see the change just over, you know, four quick days between, you know, family members or, or friends or non-friends, people who don't like each other end up liking each other. You know, we had all of that, you know, we had a, a huge, uh, shift in, in perspective by the end of the trip from everybody. I think
1: where we're talking about now the, the inner, the inner workings and dynamics of having 28 people out Uh, together for three or four days and it's unavoidable. One of the other, another takeaway that was a great reminder and that I want to take into my day-to-day life is the fact that we're not alone. Like I'm not alone and I don't have to be alone looking around that the campfire at the 27 other faces, realizing that we're all connected with this similar interest and desire to just live a better life, to become a better person. Mm -hmm. The fact that from all walks of life, there's no way those 28 people would have been together under any Any other circumstances circumstances other than wanting to celebrate sobriety, wanting to strengthen their sober community, wanting to have a good time with a healthy lifestyle. That's what brought everybody together. And I got to sit there around a bonfire and say, these are my fucking people, man. Right. This, and this is how Alcoholics Anonymous works. And not only that, I'm not alone. I shouldn't feel alone because I'm not, but I also have all these people who want to help. help. There's so many times where I feel like I need to do things on my own or I, frankly, I want to do things on my own. I prefer to do them on my own. A lot of times, as you had mentioned before, the, the people who are, you know, thrive in solitude, that for a large extent is me. I'm very much, I, I refer to myself as an outgoing introvert. Where, like, in smaller groups, I'm good. Two or three people that I'm comfortable with, I'm good. I can talk here with you. I can banter back and forth and talk all day. But if you get me in a group larger than 10 where I'm uncomfortable, I do not do well. I shut down. (laughs) Uh And in a project setting where the Rule 62 Foundation is hosting this and the same at my day job, I just want to grab a hold of things and just do it. I want to do it my way because I have the vision. I've got, you know, the idea, I know what it's going to take to get it done. And it's just going to be a lot easier if I just fucking do everything. But obviously that's never going to work and it's not necessary. And so when we're in a situation where I would just be totally overwhelmed, if I was expected to do everything that it took to make the Lake Powell trip a success, just looking at like breakfast or dinner time or in the middle of the day, And watching the guys in the kitchen cook and prep all the food, watching Mike D getting the fire going, watching the guys who are on cleanup crew, straightening up the bonfire area, watching the, you know, like each, each team played their role. And then when we got to sit down and all eat together, it was because of that collective effort. It was because of that teamwork. And so a takeaway for me from this trip, I'm not alone. And I don't have to do life alone. And frankly, I shouldn't do it alone because it's a lot more fun and productive and enjoyable when I let other people help around me.
0: Yeah. And and they get to find value in themselves, you know, that, um, you know, a good example is the cheese, you know. You know, instead of we made mac and cheese one night and instead of buying the already grated cheese, we bought the big blocks of cheese to give somebody something to do. They got to sit there and grade cheese by hand, you know, for a couple hours, you know, and so they get to feel like, you know, they got skin in the game. You know, I I, I did this, you know, I, I did that cheese and that I, I helped and uh, and I, I could see the empowerment that it gives Those people, instead of just waiting for somebody to serve them, they're out there helping feed everybody.
1: And it it was beautiful to watch. It was fucking beautiful to watch. And historically throughout the trip, those positions usually are part of the biggest success stories where you've got someone who's super new in sobriety they come in they step into a role that that you know is fa- nobody wants to do nobody, nobody wants, wants a great
0: cheese it's fairly know?
1: head down and just get shit done yep, uh-huh. but those people make the biggest leaps and bounds in progress and by the end like you said the self-esteem the level of involvement getting to know other people because you're just standing there in the kitchen and the kitchen is the hot spot during those times and so everyone wants to be there and be around it and looking to see what's going on they get to be this one of the stars of the show right exactly and and
0: then you know don't have the food turn out so good it's like oh well you know he helped do this and yeah. he helped to do you know it wasn't like one person going you're welcome you know
1: we when we were making the list you know how we always uh talk about what can we do next year what ideas what did we miss this year someone had mentioned bringing a cheese grater <laughs> they said let's bring one of the electronic cheese graters because i don't and i said nope that's the point, the fucking point, because we can automate all this shit. We like, could have bought, you know, grated cheese and just poured it on the... We could have bought pre-made mac and cheese. Right, like how, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, what level yeah. do we want exactly, to do this? Like, exactly. we're going, we're going, if we're going to do this, we're going to go all the way.
0: And we did, you know, we, the food out there was, you know, everybody everybody fucking forget about it dude the best food ever and we did man you, you those were those were five star meals off the charts
1: and i think it's hard to understand unless you're physically there having it because we could say oh my god the food was amazing but when you've been traveling you know for 15 hours collectively in the car and then on the boat and you're running on little sleep and then you've been busting ass all day getting the boat set up getting everything unpacked and you've been out in the sun and you know like now it's calmed down and you got the bonfire going and then someone comes around with ridiculously good fish or mac and cheese or a burger or a hot dog or later you got the lobster and the crab legs it hits different
0: shrimp like it hits
1: different because of the circumstances right and so those objectively on their own would have been amazing meals but the circumstances and the situation just made it holy shit so much better and
0: and everybody being able to witness the entire operation of the preparation the uh, the cooking the you know serving and to have everybody jump in and do something you know uh, that was one of the things that made this trip so much better is there were so many bodies there that to load the boats, unload the boats, uh, set up camp, break down camp went like in fraction of the time it has in the past because we had so many bodies and everybody wants to help.
1: That was, the th- that was what I was going to say is that we had all the bodies, but we had a great crew of people who everyone was willing to pitch in like nobody was half-assing it. Everybody was moving quickly. Everybody yeah. wanted to get it done. Everyone, Everyone wanted to contribute. was on the same page. We were yeah. in
0: the same boat rowing in the same direction. Yeah,
1: 28 people who all had that same vision. Same, like That's, yeah, that's exactly, what was that so We amazing. didn't have
0: one... Not one person who is like, hey, where's fucking Joe Bo at? You know, not well, one. Well, <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 a couple, but that's okay. Right. That's, that's okay. 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 That's all right. Yeah. It's part of it. Yeah. So uh, building on the uh, I'm not alone and, and ask for help because, you know, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it alone. I shouldn't feel like I have to. Uh, the power of being vulnerable around other people, around strangers, and that idea that it's okay to not be okay. I think, you know, one of the things and this has come up uh, in other meetings that I've been to where, you know, we were we had our meeting around the bonfire and everyone's talking about how awesome it is to be sober and how grateful they are and such great experiences and all that. And you've got people there who aren't feeling that way, who feel like shit who are having a hard time in life, who can't relate to that rainbow sunshine positivity. Yep. And that's oh fucking K. Yeah. Like it's okay to feel that way, but it's hard when you feel like you're the only one who feels that way in the circle. But the chances are if you feel that way, someone else is feeling that way. Or chances are if you feel that way, someone just got over the hump and no longer feels that way. And they're going to
0: tell you that it's going to be okay.
1: Right. But the only way to overcome that, the only way to connect is to be open and vulnerable and to share. But like I said when everybody's sunshine and rainbows, it's hard to be a dark cloud uh-huh. because you feel like, Oh, I'm going to rain on the parade. You know, like, yeah, Oh, I don't want to do know, that. We had a couple of them and And no, that that's my point is the takeaway is that it's important to be vulnerable. It's important to open up and let people know because at that moment, then other people after the meeting later, were able to go up and check in right. and go up and exactly. talk to them exactly. and say, Hey, you know, how's everything going? Go give advice. Yeah. Even, you know, I was able to go up and, and say a few words and it be, help strengthen the connection between me and that person. But I never would have known if they didn't say anything and right. nobody would have. And yeah. so it's okay to not be okay. Just, you don't need to hold it in.
0: Right. You're right though. The vulnerability is, is super important, especially uh, on a trip like this where, you know, we're secluded, baby. There's, there's no, you know, I'm going home tonight. There's no, that's it. You're, you're stuck there. And, and I think, uh, it became a challenge for some of the people at the beginning. Like you could see it. They're like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to do, I'm not, I can't stay with these fucking people for four days in no a way, you know? And, uh, to see that transformation take place, Right in front of our eyes uh, is, you know, dude, it's it's shit like that. You can't go to Walmart and buy that, you know, those experiences and uh, wouldn't trade it. You know, you can't put a price tag on it, you know, because uh, this was life happening in front of us and growth and vulnerability, love compassion, empathy, you know, it's all happening all day, every day in front of us in different little microcosms, you know, and, uh, to be a part of that's fucking bitching.
1: I had uh, one, one, so I got one last one and then I'll pass it over to you to see what I forgot. But one, one last takeaway and I saved it for last purposefully because it was one of the last things that happened on the trip. You always have said to me over the years, uh, when shit hits the fan, or when things aren't going how I expected or wanted them to, what's the lesson in this? What do I have to learn from this?
0: What's God trying to teach me to make me a better human being?
1: Yes. And so when it's you know an isolated instance just within myself and I'm, you know stakes are low, it's easy to do that. Uh-huh. It's easy to then be like, oh man, that was unfortunate. What do I have to learn from this? <laughs> but when it's like a heavy hitting fucking thing and shit hits the fan, it's a lot harder to... To pause Uh, (laughs) and and to look and say, what is God trying to teach me with this? Um, And so I'm grateful for you that you, living by example, showed me what that's actually like. So we had a bit of a hiccup with the jet skis. Uh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's right.
1: Okay. Yeah. I know where where it's going now. Had a a little bit of a hiccup, a.k.a. severe damage to the jet (laughs) ski. Uh, and severe, w- damage. severe, yeah. yeah, and we ended up having to pay for repairs, and that I was not thrilled with that, and when we found out, you know the When we found out it happened, I was pissed. And then, you know, the next day we found out that it was worse Worse than than initially expected. (laughs) And And two severe damages. (laughs) And so then the price tag went up. Uh And I'll be honest. Substantially. I'll be honest. I was just fucking pissed. Like I was flat out mad. And I had the time, you know, a couple hours to sit and stew on it and then formulate in my head, the speech that I was going to give everybody. And I was going to, I was going to lean in a little bit because I felt like they need, there needs to be a sense of, uh, consequence, not even consequence. There needs to be a sense of understanding that this is fucking real life. Like, because it's free, I, I feel like sometimes people disconnect from the reality aspect of it. And so, you know, as I had shared with you, as a nonprofit, you know, that's, that's part of the deal. It, it's part of the deal, and it's a, an event that we're hosting, and so shit's going to happen. But that money comes from somewhere, and it's going somewhere. And so I wanted to instill in these people the fact that, look, when it's, it's just cause it's free for you doesn't mean it's free in general. And mm-hmm. we need to be respectful of each other's property and the property that isn't fucking ours. And so I had this whole thing going. And when I told Todd and Todd kind of like, let me handle it. Well, <laughs> think, no,
0: well let's, you you can, let's set the table though. Cause we're at dinner yeah. well,
1: and it's only half the people. Well, it was before then. Cause I said, I, I asked you, I said, can I say something uh, to the group? Mm-hmm. And you said, let's handle it at dinner. And, and I'll kick it out. Like, let me, let me handle it. We'll handle it at dinner. Uh, but you're right. It was only half the people.
0: Yeah. And it was funny because <laughs> you're like, Can we handle it? I'm like, let everyone eat first.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause right when we sat down, I was like, all right, everyone's here. Let's fucking do this. I want to say it. And you were like, let's eat in peace. <laughs> let's eat in peace and let's handle it after. And we ate, food was taken away and Todd leaned in and got everyone's attention. And went ahead and brought well, up. Well,
0: first you said, Can I talk? And I go, Well, let me handle yeah. it.
1: Well, you said, <laughs> Let the me go first. Table. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, said, that's right, first. That's right. yeah. You said, Let me go first. Yeah, you said, Let me go first. And so Todd went first. He got everyone's attention and started then to share about what happened. Uh, the approach that he took was making it a teachable moment for people and really challenging everyone to look within themselves to see did you do the right thing or not? The whole, and, and would, your character and your character. Would God be proud of you in this situation? If you look back, if you were involved, what could have been done differently? Here's the outcome. Here's the consequences of those actions. Now looking back, because the fact is in that, in that situation, we didn't know who it was. Correct. We, we didn't know anything. And so it's not like we could point the finger. Uh, all we could do is just pose this hypothetical. And then these, you know, questions, uh, we have to set the table and see if they eat, you know? Yeah. And so as I saw you taking that approach and as I looked down the table and saw people's faces and I could see the genuine introspection going on, not only kind of a a come to Jesus moment with multiple of them, but also then I saw side discussion about, oh shit, I think it was this, you know, I think it was that. Uh, I remember when so-and-so said this, we should have said something, da 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 -da. A couple minutes later, one of the guys came over and said, hey, you know, uh, so-and-so told me that there was a... Bump, uh, you know, bump while riding. I, I should have said something. I'm so sorry, you know. And in that moment where I saw somebody, you gave them the opportunity to do the, do the right, right thing, thing on now. their own. Right. I was going to just yell at everybody. <laughs> and so when when after seeing you and after kind of feeling the vibe in the room, I I gracefully and respectfully <laughs> declined to speak. I wanted to just leave it how it was because in that moment I got to watch you live that whole teachable moment thing. You, I got to see it in action. I got to see what is, what is God trying to teach me in this moment? And you passed that message onto the group of what is God trying to teach us all in this moment? And you allowed it to be a teachable moment for these people where they weren't in trouble. They weren't yelled at. Uh-huh. It was an unfortunate outcome, but you were able to then turn it into a positive moment. And ultimately I think the culprit or the guy who, who wasn't even there on both of them, he he wasn't at the dinner. He wasn't uh, there for each conversation we had about it, but word got around word, got to this person and they eventually pulled up you and I aside and copped up and said, Hey, you know, it was me Uh, What can I do to make it right? And now this is a teachable learning moment for this young man and his character. And so by not yelling, by not making it a punishment, by not making people feel guilty and throwing around accusations, Uh you you provided a learning opportunity for fucking everybody on that trip that I guarantee they will be thinking about in their day-to-day life of, When shit happens, I got to own up to it. If I see something, I say something. Uh, And that was just so much bigger than the jet ski. It turned into this broader life lesson. And when I sat back, I went, holy shit, man, that's the fucking reason that we do these trips. Right. That now bringing it full circle to what we've been talking about here. It's not just all fun and games, shits and giggles, rainbows and sunshine. It's not all vacation. It's life lessons. And, we had one of those and you capitalized on it. I was about to fuck it up, (laughs) but you, you stopped me and you capitalized on it. But so I appreciate you, you know, living that example that I got to witness and that taught me a lot about myself, the type of man I want to be and how to handle things like that in the future. Um, it was good teamwork. You it, know? Was. it was, it was. It was impressive. And I got to live the "shut the fuck up" rule, which once again, <laughs> once again, paid off s- handsomely. Star of the show. <laughs> uh, so that, that those were the key points that I got. Did I did I miss anything? Did I leave anything out?
0: Uh, you know the the road trip itself. You know. Both of them were were kind of tough, you know?
1: Todd, you were a fucking beast with that (laughs) motorhome, dude. That RV is, Matt, how many feet is it? 45 feet. 45 feet. And I think when you say that, it doesn't do it justice because it is huge. Not only that, the alignment... Like, just get it fixed.
0: <laughs> I've tried. Just I swear get it fucking fixed to God. Because, I swear to God I Because have. it
1: is it is constantly, it's like, you know, the the go-karts or the bumper cars at an amusement park or uh, something, where you're constantly, just to go straight, you're having to turn left, right, left, uh, right, the whole fucking time. Imagine that, in a 45-foot RV for eight hours. Uh, nine it, hours. Nine <laughs> hours. With it windy, and windy uh, roads, and one-way roads, and passing semi-trucks, and all this shit just for nine. dude. gnarly. Ah, damn you are you are a beast with that but you know having
0: everybody cooped up in there luckily we drove through the night you know so most of the people just slept. <laughs> You know, you know, you're a great, you're the best co-pilot I've had, you know, on these trips, because you know you handle the the music, the coffee, the you know all the shit. But when when one of the guys came up behind you and scared the shit out of you, oh my god, that just made my night, man just the fun that we had and you know the camaraderie that we build in that motor home over the nine nine ten hours that we're in it you know between the stops and the this and the that um the camaraderie and the laughter that we have you know is i i live for this shit you know i really do i mean you know the this thing has come so far when we first you know first time it was you know 10 of us, you know, going out and it was and just an on idea. One hey, boat. Hey, yeah, let's go exactly. take a trip. And, but it was just so, so spiritual, man, you know, cause out there and no, the Milky way, you didn't talk about the Milky way. I've never oh, yeah. seen the Milky way yeah. go from horizon to horizon. I've never seen that. And it was just, you know, every night, just, just, uh, you know, I slept on the top of the boat under it because I just was so blown away by God's creation out there, you know, and I think everybody had the same experience as far as, you know, that jaw dropping. Oh my God, this is unbelievable. And, uh, um, just being a part of it is, is just such a reward and, you know, and and I'm pumped to work on next year's already, Mm -hmm. you know, October 6th through 12th, 2024.
1: Yep. Sign up now. Yep. <laughs> and we're going to do 40 next year. 40 people. 40 people. God damn. All right. Man. Let's let's pony up. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. We're, we're
0: going we're doing it, man. I'd like to, you know, keep it keep it going because uh we see the value in it. You know, we see the value in, and and how it's, you know, there's one guy he, this was his maybe third trip and I I personally got to sit there and watch. He had left early one morning and I was sitting on top of the boat having coffee and the sun was coming up and I look up and this dude's like way up on one of these cliffs, you know, and, and, and he was struggling and and with the whole God thing and all that shit. And, and, uh, he came back down and, and he's all, you know, I found God. And, uh, wow. you know, and he said that and I was just like what do you mean he goes oh yeah he goes I, I you know just feel it I, I'm here and i here and I can feel God you know and I was like you know I'll never forget that moment and this was his third time back there you know and, and uh, going strong you know totally different human being you know very different he has a whole different life than he did then and to be able to witness that is 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 fucking indescribable joy, man. It's, it's one of the greatest, uh, uh, feelings I've ever had is watching these people, you know, all men, women, kids, children, you know, and I, you know, we've, we've, uh, had a lot of people out there and they've all been on life-changing experiences because that's what it is it's not just a vacation it's an experience you know it's it's not you know oh let's go right kick back you know because not everybody was kicking back there was work to be done and and but uh uh
1: everyone got to feel the value of that work and we got to see like you just said the guy who found god third Uh third time back the guy who found god there was a guy helping other guys now
0: Brought other newcomers, you know, and it was he brought
1: newcomers every time after that, you know. And there's a guy who prayed for the first time Uh who, who didn't find God, but got over the willingness aspect. And that was a life changing experience for him. When I was talking to him about it the next day, you could see this light in his eye like, fuck, man, I prayed last night. And like just just that was a life changing moment. Just the idea of accepting or, you know, being open to the possibility, the willingness. I saw uh, someone get a sponsor on the trip. That Uh they've been reluctant to get a sponsor, didn't want to do it, but connected with a person on the trip and ended up saying, and I was there for the moment, hey, will you be my sponsor? And it's just like, oh, fuck Fuck yeah, yeah, man. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All of this shit, Brent, all of that hard work, all of that crawling of the cats all of the you know the driving the you know the, like you said the behind the scenes people have no idea yeah. how much work goes into that you know and money and, uh, and money to, to have that you know to look at it in a rearview mirror today it's like oh, i want to go back next week yeah. you know i mean well i'd do it again give me maybe a week. next month yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i need a break all right anything else what do we do
0: No, that's all I could think. You know, the only thing that's left is uh, for everyone to go out there and be God's bitch today.
1: Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Sober Sense Podcast. This episode is presented commercial free by the Rule 62 Foundation, a nonprofit empowering people to live happy, healthy, and fulfilling lives in addiction recovery through life-building programs and sober social events. If you're struggling with addiction, know someone who is, or want to make a donation, visit r62foundation.org for details. That's r62foundation.org.